Agent Power Huddle is a daily jumpstart. Hey, did I get your attention? We're doing something special for the next month. We're going to focus on now business. Like how do you generate income today, right now? My name is Jesse Zagorski. You probably know me as one of the regular hosts here, producer of the Agent Power Huddle. I'm also a broker associate with eXp. And what I keep hearing over and over again is agents that truly need to shift their business. The market shifted, they need to shift and they got to close the deals today. And so whether you're a brand new agent this series is for you. Experienced agent, this series is for you. It doesn't matter. Agent on a team, team leader, we're going to give you strategies and techniques to figure out how to scale and grow your business to close deals today. Not in the future, not tomorrow, today. This is what we're focusing on all month, the techniques, the strategies you need. So welcome to the Agent Power Huddle. Hey, hey, hey. Good morning. It is morning. Yes. <laughs> it's been one of those Wednesdays. I'm like, is it morning? Good morning. Welcome to Agent Power Huddle. I'm Amy Izzo. I'm your host on Wednesday mornings. And I'm here live this week. You guys had to catch some replays the last week or so. So thanks for hanging in there with me. I appreciate it. And it's March 1st. Welcome to March, everybody. Um, so that's really what I want to focus on today is it's March 1st. How have we done in Q1? Because folks, Q1 is over. I know we got March left, but Q1 is over. Um, and so that's that's a that's a good thing, right? It's a good thing that we recognize on March 1st that geez, we're at the end of Q1. Um, and I know we technically have to the end of the month. But one of the things I like to talk about um, in managing our businesses is making sure we're always planning 90 days in advance. So anything you baked into March, you baked it in February, right? Well, you might get something quick this month that closes this month. And I hope you do. I actually just had one um, that went under contract and is going to close next week. Didn't expect that. So that's an extra in my March, right? Um, I was planning for that house to not close until April. So that's extra in my March, um, which is which is great news, but we want to be planning in 90-day increments. So March 1st, this is a really good time to reflect on Q1. How do we do in the first 60 days of the quarter? Where are we now? Well, how is our March looking? If our March is looking really, really ideal, awesome. Let's continue to focus on April, May, and June, building quarter two. So we can spend March getting into quarter two as strong as possible. Um, if our Q1 was less than ideal, it's a great time. It's early in the year. It's not November. It's a great time to regroup and reset. What didn't go so well this first quarter in the first 60 days, right? Um, is it anything that we can control? That's a big one. Are the things that are not going well, the things that we can control? Is it mindset? Is it behavior? Is it um, routines, right? Are we doing our daily routines? Is it the level of effort we're putting in to the work? Um, is it our skill set? We can always fix our skill set. We can get better at scripts. We can get better at behaviors. We can get better at routines. Um, is it our leads? Is it time to take a look at leads? Now, I know we like to say, people say, it's not the leads, it's you. Well, that, there's some truth to that. If you're not capturing your leads properly, if you're not nurturing them and following up with them, if you're doing all the things and you've had enough time into your lead sources, so at least 90 plus days, right? Enough time into your lead sources. It could be the lead sometimes, right? So do we need to take a look and see with our lead sources, what's working, what's not working? Do we need to give some things some more time? 
Or is it time to disengage with some of those lead sources and maybe go in another direction? Um, are we working our SOI? Did we spend time Q1 working our SOI? Right. So have we given that the right level of effort? And do we have plans to do that in the next quarter? What is it we're going to do for SOI in Q2? So now is a good time to reflect and reset. How do we do Q1 so far? How do we finish out March strong? It's not too late to get out there and finish out strong and really start building no matter where you're at that second quarter, really start building that second quarter. Some of you are on here live with me, either listening or on camera. So tell me, let's talk about it. How has your Q1 been going? Let's talk about it. I want to get some interaction on this one. Hillary, tell me, how's Q1 for you? So far, um, I've gotten a lot accomplished. It's just, it's not in uh, closed sales. <laughs> so, okay. What kind uh, of things have you gotten accomplished? I'm starting to get my uh, more things organized in my business. And uh -huh. I had some computer issues that, kind of stopped me dead in my tracks for doing that and but I managed to get that figured out and got my computer back and good now I'm I, I feel like I'm a little bit more uh enthusiastic or encouraged good first things just kept going wrong and that was getting me yeah but all right and so now it feels like it's going better and what's our Q2 plan? What's our plan now in, as we go into March? We're here. March is here. But what's our plan as we go into March to kind of generate now some of the things that will help you build some sales? Well, I've got some things happening that I'm doing in the community. Great. And so I'm really working on my community videos. Mm -hmm. And um, that's actually working out good. And I'm actually... Focusing, I'm focusing on a few different things, some volunteer work that I do, but also um, uh, I have an SRES. So I'm visiting the re retirement homes around the area and taking videos while we're doing a little tour. Uh -huh. And so that kind of gets them. Well, she's taking videos. What's that? Uh -huh. <laughs> you know, kind of a thing. They're not used yes. to that. Yeah. And then I'm going to start doing the Google ads Good with the materials that I, or the videos that I find. So that's kind of exciting. That, that's very exciting. Very yeah. good. You've got a good And plan. the one I did yesterday actually said that they're looking for a referral partner. Good. So that'll be good. Good. So you're out making connections in the community. You're doing video. Right. You've got some ad strategies as you go into quarter two. You just needed a little time in quarter one to get organized. And had it in that right. direction. Yeah. Right. It's something I've all, it's a project that I've been wanting to work on, but mm -hmm. I've just never had enough time. Well, I've got time now, so I'm doing it. <laughs> yeah. And that's a great point. You know, when we do have lulls in our business or when we have slower periods during the year, that's the time, right? That's the time to kind of pull out some of those things that we've been wanting to work on and get them accomplished. All right. Um, hey, Sean, what you got? I see you typing in there. Talk to me. Just a quick question. I, um, my problem since I've been licensed is just been like, uh, how long do you stick with something before you realize maybe I'm wasting my time? 
you know, and it's like you start you start something, you put 30, 60, 90 days into it, and then you realize, you know what, maybe I'm wasting my time and my money. And then you change to something else and you put in another 30, 60, 90 days. So it's like that's just been my perpetual problem or dilemma, I feel like. Yeah, I agree with you. And I think that we're all we all fall into that sometimes or have, you know, and, and perhaps will again. Um, I the, the answer is it depends on what it is. Right. So um, and 30 days is not enough time for anything to work. So so 30 days is never going to be the magic answer um, in general. Um, most, if we're talking about leads, most lead sources, you need to give at least 90 days, but some need six months. Um, so I'll give you an example. If you're going to pick a neighborhood to farm and you're going to do that with mailers, you need to do that consistently with other activities tied to it besides dropping a postcard in somebody's mailbox for six months. You've got to train that area to get used to seeing you and receiving your information and hearing from you. And you need a multifaceted farming strategy, not just the mailer, right? Because think about it. I get all kinds of crap in the mail. I got one sitting here now that's going right in the garbage, right? I'm not even going to read it here. I'm going to do it while we're on the phone. Garbage. So I don't care what it is. I didn't even look at it. We end up in people's garbage cans too. So hate to say it, but we do. So but if that farm that I'm mailing to, for example, also uh, sees me do something in their community, in their specifically in their subdivision, if I knock on their door, if I leave something on the door, right? Now we've got, and I collect some of their information and I give them market analysis and things like that. Now they're starting to see me in different places. Um, than just in their mailbox. And they may notice me a little bit more so that I can start to see business come from that mailer. One of two things happen when people farm, they either hit one right away and they get excited and they think this is how it works. And then they keep doing it and then they don't do the other pieces with it. So it doesn't long-term, it becomes not a great strategy. Um, or the opposite happens. They only give it 30, 60 days. They only mail. They don't do anything else. And um, it doesn't work out. And then it feels like wasted funds. That's one example. So anything, any leads that you generate through social media, um, those are long-term leads. So if we, I like to talk about psychology of the lead, like really understanding when someone came into your wheelhouse, how did they get there? What were they thinking about? What were they doing? So for example, when I run videos on Facebook um, as a as a target as a retargeting ad, those folks are on Facebook doing what? Are they looking for a realtor? Probably not. They're on Facebook socializing with their friends and family. And my ad my video, my screenshot of something, my picture, my still catches their attention and they click on my call to action, right? But they were just socializing. So I see them click, they come in and I want to sell them a house or I want to sell a house they have, right? That's what I want to do because that's what I do. However, if I approach them that way, they may tap out because they're not ready. 
uh, and I don't know them and they don't know me yet. So they need some nurturing. Now there's exceptions to this. I do run into people on social media that click on my ad and they're ready tomorrow. Great. It's not the norm. So when you get one of those, it's out of the ordinary and it's a great, cool gift. Um, normally those social media leads need three to six or six to nine months, just depending on where that person is um, in their kind of mindset to either buy or sell. And so the nurturing, the knowing how to follow up and nurture and leveraging our CRMs um, and leveraging our video with those folks is really, really important because it keeps them engaged with us until we figure out and they figure out that they're ready. They clicked for a reason. They weren't looking for you, but they clicked for a reason. So I don't know if you have any specific examples of something you might invest in that you're giving up on maybe in 30 or 60 days, but those are a couple of things I see um, people give up on really, really, really fast. In general, anything needs at least 90 days. Right. So I are you have you heard of Boomerang? I have. Yeah. So I've been using Boomerang for, I think, 24 months now. And I have had nothing from it. Oh yeah. Well, that's way too long to be engaged (laughs) with anything. I am familiar with Boomerang. I haven't used it full transparency, so I can't give an opinion on it here. Uh, But I would say if I give something a good six months and I get nothing from it, I'm done. Unless I knew up front, it was a longer strategy longer play strategy. Now I will say that's where I'm actually spending money. Mm, uh, some of my video funnels and things like that, I wouldn't put in that category because that's branding. So that's different. But if I, it's really a lead generation activity, then uh, I wouldn't give any, most anything more than six months and then I would be done. And then real quick, and then I'll stop talking. Um, yeah, do you, are, are you a believer in, I've heard people say that as far as like the Facebook or, or any kind of social media stuff that they essentially, they don't, they don't even use or don't officially have like a business, an official business page. They just basically use their personal page and they have a, they intermix it with their personal activities and fun things that they do. And then occasionally drop in their, you know, real estate or business related stuff. Um, but they feel like they get more traffic just through their personal and make more of a connection with people through their personal stuff versus trying to push people towards their business page. I have both. However, when I engage with a lead or a new person in my life, it's through my personal page first, and then they get invited to my business page later. The reason I have the business page is if you're going to do any kind of lead generation or retargeting, you must do that through a business page. You can't do that through a personal page. But I will tell you the majority of the engagement comes through my personal page. Um, and I intermix where I, what I'm comfortable sharing personally, which is a whole heck of a lot because that's just what I do um, on my personal page with my real estate stuff. Um, I get the highest engagement from my hobbies or from working out or for from a bad day <laughs> or posting about a bad day than I do from even the real estate posts. Um, but I organically generate a lot of business through the personal page, a lot of those folks find my business page or get invited and accepted and they're kind of watching both. But where they're really interacting with me is through the personal page. So I do both. Um, 
anytime I make a connection with someone new, I part of my consult with them is to ask them what social media platforms they're on so that I can connect with them and they can check me out, right? Because they don't know me. So I position it, what's in it for them? That's what's in it for them. Uh, and that way I know where they're at. Um, and if I have enough information um, uh, and I'm communicating, let's say I'm texting with a lead, but we had not have a conversation yet, I may just go and look them up on the social media platform. If I find them, I'll friend them and I let them know I did that. Hey, sent you a request so you can check me out. So as you're getting to know me, right? Um, so that's part of my nurture process. So I've got like up almost, I think probably upwards of 5,000 people on my personal. A lot of those are uh, prospects, um, past clients, et cetera. And then there's other things you can do. You know, you know, my past clients have their own special VIP Facebook group, for example. There's other things you can do. Um, but I do have a business page to answer your question because I couldn't run retargeting ads with against my videos without it. Did that help? Yes, thank you. One caveat I wanted to add, you know, when I talk about time frames, you've really got to give something you're investing in before you give up. We're, you know, a lot of times we get caught up in shiny object syndrome and we buy something and we invest in it. We don't stay long enough and then it didn't work. And a lot of times it's that we didn't stay long enough. However, there's another piece to it too, is did we put the right level of effort into it as well? So I have been guilty of investing in lead generation sources and watch the leads come in and not properly follow up. And anybody that tells you they haven't done that is lying right to you or they have never bought a lead. So you have to follow up. I have things under contract now from people from 11 months ago that are just now finally making moves and engaging. Um, I have a listing I took last week from someone that ignored my follow-up for a year. I mean, didn't respond to one text message, one anything that she got from me, but also didn't unsubscribe herself or didn't tell me to go away. So I just kept her on the follow-up. And um, interestingly, she came to me through a text message last week and said, I'm ready to list. And I was like, who the hell is this? And I had to go look them up in my CRM to realize, oh, this is how long they've been in my database. And she came from a Facebook ad. She saw me on Facebook uh, promoting a listing in her area and knew she was going to be listing her property. I clicked on it a year ago. And what I learned, what I engaged with her is the reason she's just listing now is mom has Alzheimer's. And in order for her to um, focus on getting the home sold, to have money for mom's treatment, she had to go through a guardianship process and take guardianship of mom so that she would have the right to help mom move mom to her house, sell the house. That's a long process. I tell the story because these are the things we don't think about. We see a name on a screen or in our text message, and then we're we either go, why aren't they responding that jerk? Or we go, oh my gosh, what's wrong with me, right? It's not us. They're not jerks in most cases. It's just they have life going on just like we have life going on. And we don't know what that is until they're ready to engage with us. So I say if they're not unsubscribing, they're watching for a reason. So I just keep them on the text and the email and the phone call follow-up 
for however long it takes until I hear from them or they tell me to go away forever and ever and ever. So, um, so I think that it's really important that when we assess, hey, is that lead source working? We're honest with ourselves about, did I follow up? Did I call these people? Did I do enough? Did I put them in the CRM? Are they on an email drip campaign? Are they getting text messages? Did they get any videos from me? One-to-one video is powerful. I am telling you, when I can get agents that I coach doing one-to-one video, they all tell me once they do it consistently that they start to get an increase in responses from their SOI, from their past clients, and even from leads that don't know them, from prospects. So what do I mean when I say one-to-one video? What am I talking about? What does that look like? Sierra knows, Jess knows. Can you repeat the question? Sorry. Sure. One-to-one video. When I say send it, one-to-one video really works. What am I talking about? The video text? Yes. Yeah. So what would that sound like? Give us an example for those that have never heard of this. Hey, girl. Hey, it's Jess Bling. <laughs> um, circling back with you. We talked last about you purchasing in six months and we're getting close to that threshold and wanted to prepare you and see if we can chat briefly. Yep. Send, right? It works. Um, I have one that I pre-recorded that I use with seller leads like that are not responding to me yet. They asked for a home value request, right? So I have some this week that I'm working on that don't ask for a home value request, but didn't give me an address. How am I going to give you a home value request? I don't have an address. I am savvy. I do look some of those people up on the public record just to see by their name to see if I can find their address. But you can't always, right? So it's just like, hey, you know, hey, Sue, it's Amy. And I'm just reaching out because you asked for a home value request. And I would love to get that to you. But I'm missing your address. You know, if you can get that to me, I'll get you that home value request right away. Send. Those really work and you can pre-record and not use the name. But if you're doing one-to-one, I like to use the name if I can, especially if they don't know me. Number one, they get to see your personality. They either connect with you or they don't. So they either see my video and go, go away. And now I know that's not for me or they don't respond at all. And they're watching. I don't know why. So not about me or they respond. Right. And they're like, oh, I was just looking or, oh, I am kind of curious you know, or here's my address. I get that a lot. Well, here's the address. Perfect. And then I can start a dialogue with them about, hey, can run it just on the address, but I've got a few questions. Boom, 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 boom. Makes sense. That really, really works. So just thinking about, do I have a follow-up strategy for all of these lead sources I'm evaluating to determine if they work or not? Um, And if so, am I doing it? And if you're not doing it, don't quit the lead source until you've done it with the proper follow-up. Make sense? Awesome. Uh, What else? Let's see. I'm missing. Katrina, how's your Q1 been? I'm just going around my screen. Picking on people. Oh, Katrina's silent. She can't talk to me. (laughs) She can't talk to me. Um, How about you, Judy? How's your Q1 been? Are they silent people today? You're all shy today. 
Okay. Thank Are you. you going? This is Judy. Uh, hi, oh. Judy. Yeah, that was for you. So how's your Q1 been and what's Q2 looking like for you? Okay, Q1 is, because um, I take it like two months, um, like a, not a vacation that I could get out away to the overseas to see my parents. So I kind of, Q1 is I kind of start to, to pick up all the, all the marketing, everything. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. I have a lot of lead just hanging there and uh, try to make close, make it close to, to, to close the, the transaction. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Very good. So good. So you took some time for yourself Q1, but you did some marketing. So you've got some leads to work now and kind of fill up your Q2. Yes. yes. Awesome. That's great news. And what, what's the, what's the big challenge? What's the big chance? You mean the overall or yeah. in your business? What's your big challenge? Um, I think people are kind of like a hesitate. The buyer hesitate. The seller hesitate. The buyer hesitate is like a, uh, the market will drop. Yeah. The, the interest rate will go up. All yeah. This. And yeah. And the seller hesitate. They um, they kind of like insecure for the finance. Sure. Yeah. They kind of know, oh, uh, I sell the house. I don't know. I can't where I go, go to, uh, out of state or just just the, you know, the economic is getting, make a people is like a nervous, see sure. what's the state stat. Sure. So the seller is uh, um, need a lot of educate at the, to, at the time to kind of uh, convince them. Yeah, everything takes longer now, doesn't it? Because we have to yeah. have a lot of economic conversations um, and we have to have a lot of conversations with people more than I think we've had in the past. We have time to talk to them, right? Um, mm-hmm. We didn't have time a year and a year ago. We were like, you got to just, you put your house on the market, I'll have it sold in one day. You need to put an offer on this house because 32 people are bidding, right? That's over. So I think we'll see, I'm already starting to see multiple offers again and some quicker sales in our market. So I think we'll see some of that this year again, um, but not exactly that environment we were in before. So now we've got sellers leaving 3% interest rates for five or 6% interest rates, right? And they're like, why am I selling my house? Why am I buying over here at this rate? So it's, you know, really educating them and making sure they should sell their house, right? Should they? Maybe sometimes they shouldn't. Yeah, and I was I would say uh, right now the agent should be like equip self uh, more like education, like mm-hmm. a financial education, economic education, news, everything. You gotta equip yourself uh, to be the knowledgeable for the for the seller or buyer. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. So I think that's great. Just learning all that you can about what's happening in the market and what are the things you should be communicating. Why is this market different than 08, right? We I hear people waiting for the bottom to fall out, you know, because they're relating it to 08 still. So why is this market a little bit different? And what do we think is going to happen? You know, what are the experts saying? Um, a good one you can follow is Barry Habib, H-A-B-I-B. You can follow him on Instagram. Um, he's very uh, Habib. I'll put it in the chat. Oh, yes, please. I'll put it in the chat. He's a really good one you can follow. 
Um, he has a great way of talking about what's happening in mortgage and also in real estate as it relates to the economy. And he'll actually show you how they go hand in hand and what's really happening. He'll relate it to jobs. He'll relate it to spending, our government spending. He'll relate it to mortgage rate, what's happening in the industry that drives the rates up and down. Um, he's done a really good job over the last 20 years predicting um, what was going to happen in different markets. One of the things he's talking a lot about now is he really thinks we're going to see rates at five by May. Um, and I know we've seen it dip there, but he thinks we're going to see it kind of go there for a little while. So we'll see. So he's, you know, anticipating a pickup in the market. I know over the last two weeks, we saw nationally mortgage applications go up. I think the number is 28% that I read. So people are out there, they're starting to apply for mortgages. Um, so we're bringing some more buyers into the market. We still here, especially in the Midwest, have low inventory. I'm hearing that from agents I talk to everywhere. So while the inventory is a little bit higher than it was, it's still not enough right? For all of the buyers. So those are really a lot of the kind of questions I'm getting besides, oh my gosh, when are interest rates going to be 3% again? Maybe never, right? We don't know. Um, they're back to normal ranges. So helping people understand what was the uh, interest rate environment prior to 2020, what happened in 2020, 2021, a little bit of 22, and where are we at now? So that you can help them normalize it, right? It's not, yes, it's way different than a year and a half ago, but it's really not that different from the norm. And then what are the tools that you have available, the programs that you have available to help them bring that down? We're doing a ton of 2-1 rate buy-down programs, which work really well for a lot of people, not all people, but work and are a good fit for a lot of people. So those 6% interest rates are becoming four for the first year. And they can refinance those later. So, you know, getting really, really knowledgeable um, and sharing that not only one on one, but get it on video, you guys get it on video and get it into your social media platforms. Um, start sending it out to your leads, short little two minute videos or less. Um, send them to your leads. You have buyer leads. They're not responding. Start sending some educational videos on what's happening. Do a series, right? Under all under two minutes and see if you can get some people responding that way. Those kinds of things engage people because what happens is suddenly they get a video and they see Sean's a personality and they're like, oh, I should talk to that guy. I've got questions because you know you, you gave them the story, but not the whole story. So now they have questions. They want to talk more to you um, and they start to reach out. Um, so if you can get consistent around a handful of things, things that you can do every single day in your business over time so that you can build your next quarter. Now's the time. This is a good time in March as we're closing out Q1, reassess where we're at, think about the future, and then put those routines in place so that we build a big old strong Q2 and Q3 and Q4. So there you go. All right, everybody, have a great day. I hope this was helpful. I'll see you all next week. Take care. If you'd like more information or to get connected to the Agent Power Huddle, join our free Facebook group. This call was designed for the agents in our EXP organization, but open to any agent from any brokerage. If you're a guest and you're interested in learning more about EXP or our specific resources within the Agent Collective, reach out to the person who invited you to this call to get more info. Produced by the Agent Collective Media Network.